Welcome in to another new episode of the Codings Pro interview series. As always, I'm your host, Ben DuBose, news editor with the AMP Publications team. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by my colleague, Stephanie Chizik, editor-in-chief of Codings Pro. Stephanie, thanks so much for taking the time. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, and the reason we have a joint Codings Pro podcast, if you will, there's usually one of us, but we're interviewing someone from the industry. Today, we have two of us from Codings Pro because we're going to be talking about something we put together in-house, and that's the annual contractor awards. We're now entering the eighth annual iteration of them, correct? Yeah, that's right. So I think that's one of, honestly, your biggest success stories in all your years with the magazine. So when did you first come on? Oh, gosh. Um, I started in, it must have been 2013, because that's my, I just yeah. celebrated my 10-year anniversary, yeah. Yay. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're a decade in, and you started this in, was it 2016 or 2017? 17, yeah, 2017. Okay. So I'm guessing, you know, this is a pretty significant achievement, not just for you, but for the magazine. It's clearly a hole that was not being filled before in terms of recognizing contractors. There's lots of different awards programs, particularly under the association umbrellas, but there hadn't really been anything specific to contractors. So walk us through, I guess, the formation of the contractor awards. Before we go into the current cycle in which nominations are being taken now, it runs through the end of October, we'll get into what's coming up for 2024. But before we get to that, just walk us through the the origins of this and how we got to where we are today. Sure. So, yeah, some of what you already touched on is absolutely true. So uh, we started in 2017, just like everything else with Codings Pro, it is a team effort. Uh, it's not like I created it on my own. We you know, put together a team and we came up with the idea that, like you said, there wasn't a lot of recognition for the people working in the field. And so that's kind of our bread and butter for Codings Pro anyway. And it just it, it met really well as far as a dovetail. Uh, how can we recognize these people in the field who are doing the work? Uh, some of the other types of awards may recognize the manufacturers or the asset owners or just a general team, which those are all great and valuable award recognitions. But we really wanted to focus on the person who's doing the work in the field to uh, to apply the coatings, whether that's on a floor or a ship or a rooftop. So. Um, put together the, co- the the awards program in 2017, and we are celebrating our eighth anniversary coming up in 2024. So the way that it goes is it kicks off kind of the end of the year pre- preceding that, um, and then we uh, we announce the winners in the next year. So that'll be 2024. So when we look ahead to next year's program, there is going to be a ceremony. There mm-hmm. will be a trophy and plaques presented to winners. But I know when you talk to people that have won these in the past, the biggest benefits run beyond just seeing your name on a professionally produced video or getting that trophy. There's some implications that a contractor, particularly if they leverage these correctly, can use to benefit their business. So just talk if you could. I know you've had some some great testimonials from people who have won multiple times and have shared how not only are they honored to win, but it's helped them with their business to build trust, to build credibility with clients that they're trying to draw in in terms of protective coatings and applying them. Just talk if you could about what you've heard from your past winners and what some of the benefits are beyond simply the ceremony and a trophy. So in addition to the physical uh, winning, so to speak, you also get as a, as a winner, um, we give a, like we call it a badge that you can put in your email. So it kind of helps with the, the marketing 
Um, in years past, we've also given some suggested text if you want to put out a press release. But overall, what you're kind of speaking to is we've heard that if you're an award winner for Coatings Pro Magazine, because we are a nationally recognized and international magazine for specific to high-performance coatings, that it holds clout within the industry and that you can kind of use it as a way to say, hey, you know, look, we're recognized over here by our peers, by industry, and you should consider us for a project down the line. So it, it seems like it's gone a, a long way as far as helping contractors to market for potential business and also to highlight their previous winnings and, you know, the, the work that they've done in the past and kind of uh, yeah. the team effort that goes into that. And then beyond that, obviously, you can put the trophy or the plaque up in your office. There is something physical that they get. And then the videos have really progressed over the years. I can remember when you first started, that was shortly after I joined. Well, at the time, it was Nason International. Now, of course, we're AMP. But I was streaming it just on a cell phone for Facebook Live. Now, we still do that to have instantaneous coverage, but we also have a professional video quality version of it now that we upload to our YouTube after the fact. And so that's something that I think winners can potentially share with their audiences if they want to show themselves getting on stage and accepting a prestigious industry award. So there's lots of benefits. And I assume in 2024, there's going to be another ceremony at the AMP annual conference, correct? There will. And, you know, you you bring up a good point, too. So I someone actually this year came up to me and said they were so grateful that we we live streamed the awards on mm -hmm. Facebook because they were actually at the conference. Oh, but they wow. couldn't they couldn't make it there in person. So even for people who are there in the town that we are and they, if they can't make it, it really helps us to kind of broaden the, the reach that we have uh, for the event, for those contractors. Mm. You know, it, keep, it, like, it keeps going down the line. So we will have a, a, an awards presentation at the AMP annual conference, which is in New Orleans this year. Date and time still to come, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah. Sometime in the March show in New Orleans. And while we're on the subject of events, I do want to throw a plug for our friends over at the AMP Eastern Conference in Savannah, Georgia, which is being held from October 2nd through the 4th. While there, you can discover cutting-edge cathodic protection and coatings technologies, connect with industry leaders on a packed exhibit hall floor, and unwind at our networking events, including a scenic riverboat cruise. Don't miss this chance to boost your career and build valuable connections. Reserve your spot today at amp.org slash events slash eastern dash conference. Now, getting back to the contractor awards, one thing I find interesting about the evolution is that we're in a different place today in late 2023 going into the 2024 cycle than we were when things were first getting started in 2017. You've added new categories over the years, the work at SAFE. There's also an individual award, a contractor slash crew MVP. Just talk if you could about how the categories have changed a little bit and what those changes have come in response to. They haven't changed too much, but the biggest one is the Work It Safe Award, which kind of came out of uh, we showcase real world projects. So we get photos for awards as well as uh, articles, which is, by the way, one of the other potential benefits mm -hmm. of the awards is we try to turn the winners, uh, the winning projects into case histories in the magazine as well. But the pictures that we get because they're real world could mean that. Uh, how do I say this? We just want to make sure that we are promoting safe practices in the industry. Mm -hmm. And we're helping to be the change to make sure that the contractors are thinking about the safety, the PPE, the you know anything that they can't engineer out of the, the job. So because of that, we were sending some of our uh, photos through a safety guru, so to speak, 
And he actually came up with the idea of, you know, why don't we reward these people who are showcasing really great practices, mm-hmm. kind of going above and beyond in, in the safety part of their project. So I want to say it was maybe four years ago. I can't remember the exact that sounds year, right. but yeah, that we started the Work at Safe Award. And it is one of the, just like the MVP award. So the MVP doesn't live by itself. It has to be kind of connected to a project award. So when you submit a project, you can click whether you want to submit also for an MVP award. And then as we go through the process, the the projects that kind of, you know, rise to the top as far as safe practices are the ones that get kind of internally submitted for the Work at Safe Award. So for people wanting more information, you can, of course, go to the Contractor Awards page on the Coding Spur website at codingspurmag.com. That's simple enough. But I also know that even though a lot of this information is spelled out, there's a lot of common questions. There's a lot, I don't want to say confusion, that's a bit strong, but certainly there's some themes where people have subjects that they want clarification on. So if you could just use this as your space to talk a little bit about some of the common questions, the FAQs, if you will, that you have from applicants when people that have, or I guess more notably, haven't submitted before and are just learning about the program, what are some of the things that they need to know that might not initially stand out from looking at that page? So I will start by saying, please reach out to us if you do have any questions that we don't cover here. Um, But the the most common thing that I notice is people submit maybe under a a category that isn't quite right. So we'll just edit it on our side. That's not not a big deal. The other question usually that we get um, is about photo support. Yes, you do need to have photos in order for us to consider them. Um, It doesn't have to need to be safety compliant, right? That's the goal. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And we do look at the photos when it comes to safe at the work at safe awards. So I will, I'll add that there. Um, The other thing I would say is that uh, it's free. So there is no, um, there's no charge for the application of any of the Mm. submissions. So you can submit as, as many as you want. You don't have to be a contractor anymore to submit. If you are a coding manufacturer and you want to submit on behalf of one of your contractors, you can go ahead and do that. And um, the other thing is that it should be completed within two years. So that's a little bit confusing just because of the deadline is, you know, like we were saying, a few months before the actual awards are submitted or uh, presented rather. So um, right now we are accepting awards through October October 31st, 2023, which means that the project should have been completed before, you know, October 31st, 2021. So there's like that two-year window that you can go with. Yeah, and just to follow up on the dates, again, October 31st, 2023 is the deadline for submissions. In terms of the working window, what does that exactly mean? Are we talking full project completion? Are we talking the codings portion? Just define, if you could, for anyone that might be a little confused, what the, I suppose, project completion window actually means. Sure. So we're we're just focused on the the coatings portion. I should add uh, that it needs to have coatings in it. Um, so we've we've definitely yes. had submissions in the past that were a different um, solution, so to speak. So it does need to have coatings in it. Yeah, um, it's the coatings for contractor awards. It is. Yes, exactly. So you bring up a good point though, because like very large projects, let's say it's a parking structure. You know, maybe you get phase one is levels one through three, and then phase two a year later is four through six or something, you can submit for just that phase. You know, something basically we want to be able to tell a complete story of one 
project, so to speak. And so it doesn't have to be the full asset. It could be the project of, in this instance, you know, uh, floors one through three. Mm -hmm. So we're focusing on the coatings part. The in that example, obviously, the parking garage would not be completed, at, you know, within that that right. two year frame. So what we're looking for is is the coatings portion completed from surface prep to you know all of the those like final punched items are yeah. are done. That's the kind of the okay. frame we're looking for. Yeah, makes sense. Let's talk about the judging panels. So it's the editorial advisory group, correct? Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the questions that I'm sure comes in when we talk about the Codings Pro editorial advisory group, is there someone that truly understands my project? Because you try, as you mentioned earlier, to encompass a lot of different areas, industrial and commercial, concrete and steel. You've got the roofing sector. And so there's a lot of different niches within this broader I guess, concept of a coatings application. So I, I know that's something that you prioritize when you're putting together each shooter's EAG, that's short for editorial advisory group, is that you do want to have representation across the board. So you don't want to have people that don't understand a roofing project, for example, judging which roofing project is the best. You do want to have some level of niche expertise when you're awarding these. So just talk if you could about the process to make sure that I suppose the panel is representative when they're grading these projects that are submitted or nominated. Yep. So you're right. The editorial advisory group is a cross section of the industry. So we have, you know, a coding manufacturer, maybe from a roofing um, area or industry, uh, material manufacturer or equipment. We have a contractor. And then we, in addition to the EAG, we also have two of our safety people who um, help to review the submissions as well for, you know, that safety aspect. So it's it's completed in two rounds. The first round of the awards, we split all of the projects up, no matter what the type of project is, amongst the editorial advisory group, so amongst five people. And then the second round um, is anything that makes it to the top, the top three of each category, then all of the EAG reviews all of those submissions. And that kind of helps us determine what uh, order it go goes into. The safety person is the one who reviews the Work It Safe Awards, so ones that kind of filter to the top, like I said before. And then um, the other thing that we do is we uh, retract all of the coding manufacturer and um, okay. company names so that we make sure that there's no biased by any, um, you know, it's obviously not intentional, but any unintentional biases sure. from our uh, judges. So. Sure. So what other information that we haven't discussed so far might someone need to know? I'm sure the the biggest thing is just the email address that they can direct questions to. But if someone that's listening or watching this or reading the contractor awards page on the website, if they're uncertain about if the project qualifies, if it should be in one category or another, uh, what's the best way that they can ask more information or get more information? Uh, the only other thing I want to mention is, and this goes the same for our case histories in the, in the magazine itself, mm. a successful project is what we're looking for. So it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be, you know, a, a crew of 25 people. It could be a one-person show working on a commercial mm. floor, you know, something like that. As long as it's a successful project and completed, as we mentioned before, it's eligible. So yeah. I would I would just highly recommend that if you are interested, go ahead and submit. Can't hurt. Um, we are 
we try to be as communicative as possible. So even if you submit something that kind of might not quite hit the mark, we try to go back and say, here's, here's why it can't necessarily mm -hmm. make it into the submission so that you can either resubmit before this year's date, or you can try again next year. So that because there's no fee, in my opinion, there's no harm in, in applying and trying and seeing how it goes. Yeah. I should also mention, since we both work on the content side of Codings Pro as well, it's potentially an opportunity to kill two birds with one stone for a contractor, because we understand that in terms of the case studies that we write, and I want to touch on this because you brought it up, it can be time consuming to fill out a JAG, that's a job at a glance form, which is what we use to put together our case studies. It's sort of the nuts and bolts of a project, and then we'll reach out to a contractor to interview him or her and get more specifics about how it was completed, tips and tricks for other contractors or equipment specialists that may be listening and so on and so forth. If you fill out an application for an award, there's a good chance that we basically use that as a makeshift JAG and use that as the backbone for a case study as well. So it's an opportunity to honestly kill two birds with one stone to use an old fashioned expression in that you submit for the awards, maybe you win the awards. And then it's also an opportunity to potentially have your project featured either online or in print by Codings Pro in the future, right? Yep, and that was created by design. So we yep. wanted to ask the questions on the submission form that would be able to dovetail into an article for that yep. exact reason. You know, it helps the contractor out, it helps us out, it kind of, you know, helps feed the beast, so to speak, as far yeah, as Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah, and the other benefit is that the more specific you are on the form, I can think of, one great example is Gary Harvey out at uh, California's Wedge Roofing, who's won, I believe, every year. Is that right? He has won in, in some capacity every year. Yeah, yep, in some absolutely. capacity every year. And one of the reasons he consistently wins, besides the fact that his crews generally do excellent work, I don't want to minimize that, but his forms are also very detailed. And so it's a situation where the more information, the more specificity, the better the explanation you give to our judges as to how a, a project was completed, it goes hand in hand with the chance of that project, in many cases, actually winning because our judges have the most information and really understand how this project got from the origins to its final stage. And so the more detailed you are with your JAG, the more likely not only you are to win, but it's also more likely to make it a future case study for us because we have more information and we know that this is a project that clearly was successful because again, it's spelled out here. So it's one of those things you go through the nomination and you do it once, then if you do it well, not only do you boost your chances of winning, but you boost your chances of it eventually paying dividends in other editorial areas down the line. Anyway, Stephanie, I think that's everything that was on my list for today. The last thing I wanna to get to, if anyone listening to this is still on the fence and you know isn't sure if their project is worth it or if it's worth it just to take the time to go through this process, what would your pitch be to them to make sure that for the 2024 cycle, that's the year they get involved with the Codings Pro Contractor Awards? I mean, this might be simple, but the thing that comes to mind is it can't hurt. You know, I think it's worth yes. your time to try the submission, see how it goes. Uh, like I said, we will hold your hand if we need to, to kind of walk you through it. So if you are not familiar with awards in general, not just the Codings Pro Awards, but that process in general, I think we would be a really great first step to kind of help get you into that process. And then from there, I mean, the world is, you know, your oyster because it really does, from what we hear, help with 
building new business, growing your brand, really just getting your name out there and, and overall just, you know, helping in general within the, uh, the industry. Yep. So I think it's a, it's worth your time to, to put in there to, to send, submit, send the photos, reach out to us if you need help, you know, what have yep. you, and then potentially join us in New Orleans. So. Absolutely. With that, I think we can bring this to a close. Again, want to emphasize that the program is open now for submissions and running through October 31st. So you've got time. You've got a few weeks. This is the eighth annual Contractor Awards program. Our goal is to showcase projects and crews that demonstrate excellence in both the commercial and industrial high-performance coding sectors. Award winners are recognized in seven categories, commercial concrete, commercial roof, industrial concrete, industrial steel, specialty project, work at safe, and contractor crew MVP. And all will be recognized at the annual AMP Conference and Expo next version in March 2024 in New Orleans, Louisiana. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Happy coding. Absolutely. And we'll bring things to a close right here. Again, if you want more information, just go to codingspromag.com slash contractor awards. For Stephanie Chizik, Editor-in-Chief of Codings Pro, I'm Ben Dubose, News Editor with AMP Publications. Thanks for tuning in to another Codings Pro podcast. Please come back soon for more.